Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. B F F T. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the Bald Face Truth. Conference of Champions, the Pac 12 Conference, founded in downtown Portland. A lot of people don't know that. Once upon a time, more than 100 years of tradition, the Rose Bowl Championships, the Rose Bowl Parade. An alliance with the Big Ten and the ACC. All of that dumped on its head today as the news spread across the Pac-12 footprint and athletic departments from Utah and Colorado and Arizona and Washington and Oregon and other places all reacted to the news. USC and UCLA reportedly in talks about moving to the Big Ten conference I responded immediately, like my immediate knee-jerk reaction to this, and maybe you shared it, was say it ain't so. I don't want to see the tradition and the pageantry of the Pac-12 conference splintered up like it doesn't matter. I'm also well aware that the western part of the United States hasn't seemed to matter to college football in a couple of few years. I mean, look at the playoff participants. Everybody east of the Rockies participating. Everybody the west of the Rockies watching. It's not like March Madness where we all tune in and we feel like we got a dog in the fight and a bracket to uh, check out. The college football postseason has essentially lopped off the western part of the United States. This morning I was reaching out already before all this news broke. I was reaching out to about a half dozen Pac-12 conference athletic directors I was poking around what we've been talking about on this show for a couple of few days, and I appreciate everybody who makes this show part of their day. We'll get you caught up. we got great conversation ahead on the Pac-12. We'll get the latest, as this is fluid and developing. John Wilner will be joining me. We will do a solid hour on this topic later in the show, but I want to tell you what I know right now, and I want to know what you think about it. Um, This morning I was reaching out to those Pac-12 conference athletic directors poking around about season ticket sales trends. I was trying to figure out why are season tickets soft in some places. And maybe this dovetails nicely with a conversation about USC and UCLA potentially leaving the Pac-12 conference. Because what happened was I didn't get an answer from any of the ADs, like none of them. I reached out to Martin Jarmon at UCLA. Nothing. Crickets. I reached out to Jen Cohen at Washington. Crickets. Mark Harlan at Utah. Crickets. Oregon's Rob Mullins, crickets. Oregon State's Scott Barnes, crickets. Like, nobody getting back to me, and I thought, that's really unusual. It raised some red flags, and within about 60 to 90 minutes, the news broke nationally that UCLA and USC may be defecting to the Big Ten Conference as soon as 2024. Now, the move has not been finalized, but it appears that the Bruins and the Trojans are at least fed up with the Pac-12 conference, and they want to join one of the halves of college football. The halves are the Big Ten and the SEC. George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, I'm told, was on vacation. He learned about this on vacation. He didn't know it was happening. 
I'm told Rob Mullins at Oregon uh, didn't know this was happening, nor did Scott Barnes at Oregon State, nor did Rick George at Colorado or Mark Harlan at Utah. I mean, nobody knew this was happening except maybe USC and UCLA and the executives at Fox. Keep that in your pocket as we have this conversation. It turns out that Fox likely initiated this conversation. I have a source telling me inside the Pac-12 conference that there's no way USC or UCLA reached out first to the Big Ten conference. It would fly in the face of the mission of the UC system for UCLA. There still may be, be some problems there for UCLA if they want to do this. It may not just be a gene block chancellor at UCLA equation. It may, just, it may not be a Martin Jarman gene block decision. The regents at UCLA may have uh, something to say about this, but Fox appears to be driving this conversation. Fox is in negotiations with the Big Ten Conference. It looks like it's going to be a TV deal that will be worth about a billion dollars to the Big Ten Conference. And so the Big Ten is looking around going, hey, we're feeling flush right now. And Fox is looking around going, hey, we used to have Texas and Oklahoma as part of our arsenal. What else could we pull into the fold here to make the Ohio State, Penn State uh, you know, equation feel a little bit bigger? Michigan, whatever. What TV markets appeal to us? So it's not rocket science that the Fox executives, who, by the way, are heavily influenced by USC. If you look at the executives at Fox, it's a whole bunch of USC graduates and USC tentacles and connections. It's not surprising to me that Fox covets you. USC. But you look in their backyard in Los Angeles and you go, hey, that is a major TV market. So what you have to start doing as a sports fan, as you sort of dissect what is happening here, what may happen, what may not happen, and of course we're going to take your phone calls, but you, what you have to do is you have to figure that television and TV markets that are powerful and important matter in this conversation uh, you know, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there's a Rose Bowl. It doesn't matter that you and I have parents and grandparents who love the Pac-12 conference. It doesn't matter that you and I appreciate the tradition and the history, 120 years of the Pac-12 conference. The TV executives of the world would uh, wad that up and throw it in the trash can in a heartbeat if it meant getting more money and more eyes and more viewers on their products and their inventory. But over the last decade, UCLA and USC... Uh, have received uh, at least $20 million less in media rights fees uh, when it comes to uh, their media deal. Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner uh, who is, uh, was ousted, um, it, you know, was part of that. Um, it, it's interesting to me to think about uh, you know, the, the effect or the impact of Larry Scott on what we're seeing now uh, because I think you have to talk about the impact of a bad TV deal. I think you have to talk about the impact of a commissioner who, who brought forth an idea in 2010 that the Pac-12 should take Texas in, like he was sniffing around the right idea. He just didn't have the follow-through for it. He foresaw, I think, that there would be a movement towards these super conferences. He just didn't have the, uh, the uh, power and the strength to, to, to make the heavy lift to actually get it done. So, you know, this is a move that I think is not shocking to people, although it is surprising. Does that make sense? Like, these are the times we're in. Television's driving the bus. Money is what matters here. And the end product here, uh, a, a Big Ten conference that could have as many as 20 or 22 members, 
um, you know, is is simply a TV uh, production, a TV invention uh, that has been invented to include a bunch of television markets and and uh, sell a bunch of commercials. Now, if UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten conference, I expect that the Big Ten is not going to stop there. Like, th- there are going to be other dominoes that fall in this game. Um, but I understand the strategy of the Big Ten. You come in, you take the two L.A. schools out, uh, and all of a sudden you've got a splintered Pac-12. I mean, it, this is how you would conduct warfare. You go into, uh, you know, an important city and the other person's geography, and you uh, you take control of it. And, and all of a sudden everybody else has to pick, like, do I want to be part of the Pac-12 that is splintering, or do I want to be with the Habs? So here's what I think is going to happen if – USC and UCLA uh, end up in the Big Ten Conference. I think that Washington and Oregon would be targets by the Big Ten. I also think Stanford and Cal would become targets of the Big Ten. I also think potentially Utah and Colorado would become targets of the Big Ten. Why do I pick those schools? Well, they bring something with television market in Seattle. I think Seattle's big enough that Washington would be interesting to the Big Ten Conference as an addition. I think the Bay Area with the TV markets and Stanford and Cal would be interesting. I also think that we're talking about AAU member universities. There are only 63 in the United States and two in Canada. They tout themselves as the uh, leaders in innovation and scholarship and solutions and scientific progress and economic development and research. And there are places like Duke and UCLA and University of Washington and John Hopkins University and, and some others. So uh, as I look at the Pac-12 footprint, the, you know, the Big Ten is only going to take AAU members if it wants to stay true to its academic mission. And that would include UCLA and USC. It would include Colorado, potentially. It would include Oregon. It would include Utah. I'm just talking targets here now. Uh, you know. And as you look around the Pac-12 conference, Cal Berkeley is in that conversation. Of course, Stanford is in that conversation. And it kind of rounds out uh, at that point. So if you're the Big Ten, those are the candidates if you're looking to expand. Uh, I also think there's a geography play here for the Big Ten Conference. If they get USC and UCLA, the last thing they want to do with those two universities is have them have to travel four-plus hours on a flight every Saturday to play a college football game. So I, I suspect that the Big Ten would create a West division that would include USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Uh, you could add Colorado and Utah or sub a couple out, but I think that's those are the schools that uh, are interested in being uh, part of uh, – the Big Ten would be interested in. Now, what happens if that happens? Well, the entire Pacific time zone suddenly feels left out of major college football, aside from maybe USC and UCLA. Uh, and Mike Bone, the AD at USC, and Martin Jarman, the AD at uh, UCLA, um, not traditional Pac-12 guys – Neither one of them got their start in the Pac-12. Jarman was at Michigan State and Ohio State. You see the theme here. Bone was born in Illinois. He grew up in Colorado, and he was the AD in Boulder when the Buffaloes joined the Pac-12. But I just don't feel like either one of those universities, if they're seriously entertaining this, put much weight in the historical impact of a defection to the Big Ten. This is a business move, and it's one driven by Fox. And I'm not happy about it. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable with it. But I understand this is the direction that college athletics is moving. 
I've got more to say on this. I don't like it one bit. I want to hear what you have to say. John Wilner will be joining us uh, coming up later in the show for an hour. We're going to do like an hour of Pac-12 talk. It'll be rich. It'll be forward-thinking. We'll have the latest and the greatest. But what happens to Oregon State? What happens to Washington State? What happens to the Pac-12 if six teams or four teams or even two teams are plucked out of the Pac-12 conference and taken into the Big Ten? And is there any legal recourse? Could the regents of the University of California system require UCLA to stay put? And if UCLA stays, would that mean that USC couldn't go alone? We're going to talk all about that, but I want your phone calls right now. I gave you my reaction. I didn't like it one bit. I'm old-fashioned. I like the Rose Bowl. I like the Rose Bowl being a Big Ten Pac-12 matchup tradition, right? But that said, uh, you know, I'd like to see the Pac-12 stay unified beyond that. What do you think of this? What was your reaction? 503-417-7575. I'll give the number again for a lot of first-time callers that are calling from outside the state. We've got a bunch of people in the Pac-12 footprint listening today. But I want to hear from you. I don't care if you're in Roseburg or Eugene or Portland or Woodburn or if you're listening in Boulder, Colorado or Seattle, Washington or Pullman. I want your phone call. Area code 503 417 7575. That's 417 7575 in the 503 area code. Your phone calls. Bring it. Give me your questions. Give me your reaction to this. What do you think of it? You got the bald faced truth statewide. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. This is about television, okay? This is about Fox. This is about television. If you're just tuning in, USC and UCLA uh, in discussions about joining the Big Ten Conference. I want your phone calls across the Pac-12 footprint at 503-417-7575. I want your reaction. I want your questions. Let it rip. Let's do it. Matt's in Beaverton. Matt, what's on your mind? I don't like it at all but my question is as a state school can Oregon become an independent it's interesting I fielded a phone call uh, during the commercial break from a member of our state legislature who was really upset about this and uh, really was turning now to the University of Oregon and Oregon State to say hey what are you guys doing what are you doing to uh, to hold this together because uh, Oregon, Oregon could go. Oregon would not want to go independent. To answer the question simply, there's just no money in it. There's not enough money in it. There's better money in staying in the Pac-12 than going independent. But what Oregon's likely play here is because remember, this is about TV. I started this segment saying this is about TV. The Big Ten Conference wants the Los Angeles market. You know, it it makes sense. It wanted Rutgers. Why? Because Rutgers is so great. No, it wanted the New York market. This is about television markets for the Big Ten Conference. So I do think they are going after the L.A. schools first because it fractures the Pac-12. Then it makes Washington, Seattle TV market, and Oregon national brand attractive. And then it makes the Bay Area schools, Stanford crowd. I want that uh, Cal. I want that uh, TV market as well. Utah, Colorado, maybe you want Salt Lake, maybe you want Denver, maybe you don't. But this is totally about television. Uh, I am glad that you don't like it, Matt and Beaverton. I don't like it either. But I think the next move for the Big Ten after, if it does get the L.A. schools, 
if the Pac-12 doesn't pull together somehow tomorrow in this big meeting they're supposed to have, um, if, if it gets the L.A. schools, I think it will then turn its focus toward, okay, who else can we get? And I think Oregon would have its hand raised at that point. Uh, Oregon State, Washington State, Arizona, Arizona State, maybe not so much. Roy in Portland. Roy, welcome to the conversation. Hey, how you doing, John? Doing uh, well. You know, I hate to see this for the, I hate to see this for the Pac-12, but um, Big Ten is going big time. They want the LA market. It's all about revenue and market. They're talking about the teams getting eighty million dollars a piece. I'm hearing UCLA is a hundred million dollars in debt. They need this. Um, I don't see Oregon. Oregon, the Big Ten doesn't need Oregon in the Portland market. Oregon, Oregon State, the Big Ten doesn't want that market. The only thing I think they're going to stand pat at the L.A. schools, if they do add teams, I can see Arizona and Arizona State. There's a lot of retirees and transplants from the Midwest that live in Arizona that are Big Ten graduates. So I can see that market. That, 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 That would help UCLA and USC not to have to come to the Midwest. They could have somebody in their region. But as far as oh, – I feel sorry for Washington State, Oregon State. They don't yeah. want them. They're, they're headed to the Mountain West. I'm sorry. Uh, Oregon, maybe you make work something out with the Big 12. Uh, Stanford and uh, – the San Francisco market too, John. I'm sorry. That does nothing for TV revenue. I mean, you don't have a lot of college football fans in San Francisco. I'm just – I don't know about the rest of the teams that's, that's yeah. left. I, I, I don't see the Big 10 – they don't offer anything to the Big Ten as far as TV revenue, and it's yeah. all about the revenue. It, it, so it, I, it is the eighth largest market in the country. I mean, it's ahead of Seattle. I get what you're saying from a football standpoint, but I, that's a lot of television sets, Roy, that would be tuned into the Big Ten in the Bay Area if if you rope in Stanford and Cal. My question is, would Cal and Stanford be interested because they've sort of acted like, hey, we're above being like a football power, football-hungry type university? Um, Roy, let me ask you real quick before you, before you uh, cut loose here. we got other people want to talk, but does any of this scare the SEC? No, it doesn't scare the SEC at all because what has USC and UCLA done in the last – I mean, we're getting Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, the, S, the recruiting the, – the footprint for college football is that southeast Texas area. we got all the powerhouses in that area. It's, if you join the Big Ten, I mean, who – you're going to have a hard time convincing a lot of those Big Ten school players to come, uh, that, that geographical footprint, to come out to, to count to L.A. I don't, even, I don't know how it's going to work travel-wise. I mean, going, you know, it's a long way from L.A. to, to Maryland. Yeah. If you, hey, to, let me ask you this, Roy. If you're, if you're the SEC, is there a chance you would be interested in taking an Oregon or a Washington just to thwart what the Big Ten is trying to do? If I'm the SEC, I'm looking at two schools, Clemson and Florida State. Yeah. And then we pretty much got everything locked down football. If yeah. we get Clemson, I think that will be the next shoe to drop. Now, I also think that the Big Ten has always wanted Notre Dame. They love Notre Dame. They've always wanted Notre Dame. Notre Dame keeps turning them down. If somehow the Big Ten can get Notre Dame, I don't think they'll go after UCLA and USC. Yeah, That's who they really want. It's interesting. This TV deal, thank you, Roy. This TV deal uh, it is said to be about a billion-dollar deal. Um, here's the thing about the Arizona schools. Only Arizona meets the AAU classification. So the Big Ten presidents traditionally have said they won't take a non-AAU school. 
and there's only about 65 or so schools that are members. Oregon is a member. Washington is a member. Utah and Colorado are members. Arizona is a member. Um, UCLA and USC are members. So I think, uh, you know, if you want TV markets, yeah, maybe you go after Phoenix. I do think they'd be interested in the Bay Area. I disagree with them there a little bit. Let's go to Josh in Roseburg. That opens a line at 503-417-7575. Josh, what's on your mind? Hey, John. I agree it's all about TV. Um, I know I'm the younger market, and I don't care very much about TV. I want to see a streaming deal. Um, I know there was... I can't remember who it was that just signed with Apple TV. I like that. But, um... MLS. MLS, yes. And I only heard that from your show. Yeah. But, uh, I think that they're going after that market, and it could split the Pac-12. But you were saying that you like the Rose Bowl, and it's always been between the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. If this happened and the Pac-12 didn't completely disappear, it could still be. It'd just be that the Rose Bowl would be part of the Big Ten now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're right there. But I just like the tradition of this Pac-12. Like, look, I'm okay with Utah and Colorado coming in because it didn't disrupt the core of the Pac-12. But if you're literally looking at every university operating as a free agent now and going, hey, where's my money? Um I'm really interested to see what the Pac-12 presidents and chancellors think about this because they have galvanized and unified themselves as this group of, hey, we're highbrow, we're uh, academics. Yes, we understand the value of football, but we're not going to be like the others. We're not going to be like the SEC. But this is very much like the SEC. Uh, Moises in Clackamas, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good, John. I'm a UCLA alumni, went there undergrad and also grad school. Um, just bad taste in my mouth. I don't like it at all. Um, but I, I do, and I'm also kind of slightly embarrassed for the Pac-12 and for uh, UCLA and, and the other schools. Um, I just, it, it puts a mirror to us. I thought we'd be poaching schools um, from other conferences, not that we would kind of have to shop ourselves around. Um, I, I feel bad. It feels embarrassing, but if that's mm-hmm. where we're at, that's where we're at. And then I think I would like your take on just, I feel like it sets us up to be competitively like disadvantaged, like us having to travel all the time. I, I mean, I just think it makes it harder, um, to win, you know, to win games, um, when there's already, you know, it's already tough to, to win. Yeah, I think the landscape of college athletics is incredibly challenging right now. We all sort of expected there were going to be changes, but I don't think anybody expected USC and UCLA to be defectors. And I'm really curious how serious this is. Is it just they're talking, exploring? Are USC and UCLA trying to uh, negotiate larger pieces of the pie in the Pac-12? I wouldn't think so, but... I'm going through every plausible scenario as I talk to individuals across the conference, and I'm telling you, the the athletic directors in this conference did not know this was coming. They were surprised by it, and George Klyovkov was surprised by it. Let's go to Jeff, who's in Tualatin. Jeff, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a duck. I don't like it, but I, I thoroughly understand it. I feel like it was uh, an inevitability for Look, three reasons really. I mean, that the money is way too big for it, it not to kind of shake itself out 
Um, and Tom, I mean, the, the, the leadership that Pac-12 and Pac-10, I mean, going back to Tom Hansen and Larry Scott, has been so ridiculously feeble yeah. that there was no way we would a- we were going to be able to compete with, you know, once it kind of moved to that super conference level. And I, I think the, the third reason is, you know, the, the Pareto principle of, of, you know, talent is just not uh, proportionally allocated across people and teams. And so you, you it had to kind of move to this super conference because you can't have Portland State playing Oregon, you know, year after year. It just it, yeah. it has to move to that direction. But I'm a Pac-10, Pac-12 guy. I, I love the history, so that part makes me a little sad, but I think it's had to happen. Yeah, I, my hope would have been, and it kind of, George Klinovkov hinted at this when I talked to him a couple of Fridays ago. We had a long phone conversation, and he said, you know, college athletics is going to have to figure out what it wants to be. Does it want this subsidization model that we're currently doing, or is it a free market? Well, if USC and UCLA go, it's a free market, and and now it becomes who else is going with them. It, you know, but again, there is a meeting scheduled for tomorrow. Pac-12 ADs, Pac-12 presidents and chancellors are supposed to meet. I'll have more on this. I am asking questions, and I'm trying to figure out what is going on with that meeting. But uh, if in that meeting UCLA and USC pull closer together with the Pac-12, I could foresee the entire conference becoming uh, a partner of the Big Ten Conference. I could see that happening. Um, and, and to me, that's the one that preserves the tradition of the conference, but then also creates a mega super conference. If you blended together the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and you said, hey, look, they're going to cross over and play some games, but they'll still play each other and we'll have a conference champion, but we're creating a super conference, that works. It, it satisfies and checks a lot of boxes. But I don't know if USC and UCLA are thinking about the greater good right now. Let's go to Greg in the Bay Area. He's listening uh, in the Bay Area. Greg, I appreciate you listening. What's on your mind? Hey, John, thanks very much for talking about this. This is great. I'm a Cal grad, huge Cal fan. A bunch of my family members went to Cal. But I also grew up in Columbus, Ohio, so I'm a huge Ohio State fan. And of all things, I've got a kid starting in the fall at Oregon. So uh, I've, oh, wow. I've got a whole bunch of fingers in, in these pies. Yeah. Uh, it, man, it's a big story. I, I really hope you're right that Cal and Stanford get invited to the to the Fox party because I think if they don't, uh, it's going to be really tough for not just football but for all of the Pac-12 sports in, in the Bay Area. But what I'm really worried about is, I mean, yes, the, the Bay Area media market is a huge media market. The problem is, as a presence in the media market, I'm worried that Cal and Stanford just aren't big enough of a – they don't move the needle in the right. Bay Area. And so what I worry is that – the the Big Ten teams are going to look at Cal and Stanford and say, wait, why should we divide our pie mm-hmm. with the Fox money by an extra two teams? You know, what, what does Illinois and Iowa and those guys get from, from having us to their party? Yeah, that's a great point because, yeah, you, you talk about the difference between TV market and then actual eyeballs watching those games. Cal and Stanford don't bring as much. I also have concerns or maybe some thoughts, and I'll ask John Wilner about this when he joins us later in the program, um, I have con- concerns about the UC regents. They have been uh, protective in the past of the other universities because if UCLA goes and Cal doesn't, it hurts Cal. And the regents in California are not going to go for that. Uh, I-, I suspect they could play a role here in keeping U- UCLA, not USC, but UCLA, 
as part of the Pac-12 conference. Uh, Greg makes a great point, too. But see, what we're getting at, see, Greg's talking about a kid going to Oregon. You know, he's a fan. He's in the Bay Area. You know, he, he roots for the Pac-12 conference. I think there's a lot of us that have a lot of tentacles and fingers in different places when it comes to this conference. I grew up in the Bay Area. I grew up going to Stanford Stadium. I grew up wearing a cow jacket when I was in high school. You know, like it, this, these were the things that were familiar to me. Then I get to the Pacific Northwest. I have a daughter at Oregon State. I cover all of the Pac-12 conference. Like, I think we're all in this to some respect in, in various degrees in different ways. But it's not comfortable right now for the Pac-12. And this is very disruptive. And, you know, George Klyovkov's tenure to this point, he celebrates, by the way, one year on the job tomorrow. So day 365 is a doozy for George. But to this point, we have all raved about George Klyovkov. If he ends up essentially as the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference when this is over, uh, I think we're all going to have a different narrative on his tenure. Let's go to Mark in Portland. Mark, welcome to the conversation. How you, how you doing? Hey, I, I go all the way back with this when USC was the best team in college football, the beginning of the BCS. They created a monopoly with the SEC, ABC, ESPN, and it's just grown, and, and, and the, the SEC is clearly uh, the most dominant conference now, and they should be. They have all everything working for them, and I think this is the Big Ten. I, I don't know. I'm asking you, I guess, but this is the Big Ten seeing the writing on the wall. The Pac-12 as well should see the writing on the wall. They can't even make the postseason playoff. So um, they're just – the SEC right now controls everything, and this the only way that they can see equaling and playing on a level ground is to, to have super conference, two super conferences. I think that's what we're headed to. That's what it looks like. Uh, I don't see why Oregon wouldn't follow and get involved in that because, <laughs> you know, as an Oregon fan, I want to see the champion of whatever conference Oregon's in. If they win the conference, I want to see them, you know, uh, take care of their own destiny, you know, yeah. not being voted yeah, yeah. out. And, and right. that's what we're faced with right now is, is who cares if USC and UCLA stay? We're not getting our team, our champion into the playoff. And it's, it needs to change. It's, it's not a real postseason. And, and you know, that's my question to you is, is that what you think, that they're headed towards two super conferences? Because if they yes. do that, yeah, yes. you could use the – if Oregon and Washington stay, you could have a west side of the Big Ten and an east side. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and you know, they could do it that way and just make a postseason where the champions and the second-place teams in this thing, you know, control their own destiny and give us a real playoff. That's all I've waited for forever in college football. Yeah, and you may you may get that, but it may be in the form of Oregon being part of the Big Ten, Oregon State not. It may be in the form of Washington being part of it and Washington State not. Um, it, it We're in interesting times, of course. I want your questions. I want your reaction. 503-417-7575. Leave it here. you got the bald-faced truth. More phone calls coming up. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Reaching into the archives, let's go way back. Larry Scott, former Pac-12 commissioner, 
talking about the uh, the media rights of the Pac-12 conference, this is uh, before he was let go by the conference. I'm pleased to report that for the upcoming season, ESPN Fox will once again be showcasing 44 Pac-12 football games to a national audience, bringing top talent and the highest quality production to promote our team. Additionally, our Pac-12 networks will, for the first time, be bringing our studio show on site each and every week of the football season to all 12 campuses. Yep, uh, and that was a good idea in theory, but nobody could get the Pac-12 network. And, oh, by the way, ESPN and Fox, are they going to be that interested in the Pac-12 if it doesn't have USC and UCLA? Your phone calls in the breaking news of the day, of course, uh, the Pac-12 conference uh, under threat, uh, being raided by the Big Ten as the Big Ten presidents are trying to vote on whether or not they would take UCLA and USC as part of their conference. Uh, meanwhile, the Pac-12, I am told by a source, they are rallying as well. The presidents and chancellors, athletic directors will be uh, meeting tomorrow in a virtual meeting. And, uh, you know, it, to me, this can't wait for tomorrow. Like, if you're the Pac-12, you need to get everybody lined up now. Like, you can't wait for tomorrow in this world. Uh, you heard Larry Scott there. I do think he plays a role in this. I think if the Pac-12 media rights deals had been more competitive... I think that you would have seen a much happier UCLA and USC. Let's go to the phones. Ryan's in Beaverton. I have a line open at 503-417-7575. Ryan in Beaverton, what's on your mind? Hey, hey, John, I think I've got a plan that checks all the boxes for the Big Ten. I okay. think if they add U of O, UW, Stanford, and Notre Dame, that puts them at 20 teams. They can have four or five team divisions. That way they don't worry about long travel. Uh, that, then they can have a little mini championship series and play their championship game in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you, the problem with Notre Dame is is in contract with NBC through 2025, but I like I do think Notre Dame is on the move at some point and probably to the Big Ten Conference. Uh, would Stanford go? That's a question. Because Stanford, you know, to this point, has kind of held itself above the fray. But if you start talking about $80 million in revenue versus, you know, 20 to $30 million in television revenue, uh, suddenly you may have Stanford's attention, especially a Stanford that has dropped some sports. Um, I'm really curious to, to talk to John Wilner coming up, and we're going to have an hour-long conversation about the Pac-12. I'll ask him that as well. Um, and also, is the SEC looking to expand? If so, where are they looking? Hughes in Milwaukee. Hugh, welcome to the conversation. Hi, John. You mentioned uh, all of the uh, athletic directors and the, the presidents took this by surprise, but I'm wondering if someone didn't. Uh, just a day ago, or maybe even less than a day ago, a five-star basketball uh, recruit for Oregon decommitted. Yeah. Is it possible he got wind of this from uh, one of those other schools? And so what's this do for possible other recruits that can opt out? Yeah, it's going to be a recruiting problem if this happens and you're not part of the migration. Uh, he's talking about Marquis Cook, who, who's called uh, Mookie Cook. He committed to Oregon and then uh, and then flipped on Oregon. Uh, I, I'm not. I, I hate to kind of try to read the mind of like a 17, 18 year old kid. Good luck with that. I've got you know I got a 19 year old in our household. I can't read her mind, and so I'm hesitant to say that that would be connected to. You know, he being tipped off about, you know, hey, uh, Oregon's not going to be part of the Big Ten Conference. I also think men's basketball may operate a little differently 
uh, and and uh, you know I don't I don't necessarily I don't want to I don't want to tie this to to the, these things together. I don't want to tie these two things together is what I'm trying to say, um, because I think we'd be just be guessing or speculating at that point. It certainly crossed my mind. It's not the first time today I've been asked about it, but. Given that Rob Mullins at Oregon and Scott Barnes at Oregon State were both blindsided by this, I don't necessarily think that anybody on campus knew about it. I had several coaches at Oregon and Oregon State reach out to me mid-morning because they said, what's going on? And I had a member of the state legislature here in the state of Oregon reach out to me and say, what is going on on a commercial break? Because they're not getting answers on their own campuses. So I, I would hesitate to kind of connect a decommitment to this thing because I think it's too soon. Sean's in Sandy. Sean, what's up, man? Hey, John. I don't even think the Pac-12 is even relevant. I think that's what's going on. You know, uh, we're bringing in teams like Colorado and Utah. Utah is selling out teams because they think they're finally relevant. And uh, Pac-12 really isn't. And that's why the Big Ten's relevant. SEC is relevant. I think even the Big 12 is more relevant. I just I think it's a sad case out here. People don't come together. It's a meat grinder. Yeah. Uh, people ain't sticking together. And I really hope this new commissioner. I'm kind of coming around in a new commissioner, and I really hope um, things don't go south for the Pac-12. Yeah. Well, it Have feels like day. it feels like it is no matter what that you know that it is going south in some way. I am told by a source that USC's president, Carol Folt, will be making an announcement tonight. Statement or announcement? I was told announcement. Announcement is, you know, we're, we're doing this. I don't know. What's the difference between a statement and an announcement? Semantics there. But uh, I'm Carol Folt at USC apparently going to be making an announcement tonight. So we'll see. Uh, are they leaving or are they uh, are they going uh, are they uh, you know just going to come out and make an announcement that you know hey this isn't nothing's done yet I don't know our big splash is coming up I want you to leave it here. Back to the bald faced truth with John Canzano on seven fifty the game. John Wilner, San Jose Mercury News, uh, coming up at 5 o'clock here. An hour from now, we'll get a uh, conversation with John Wilner. It'll be an hour-long talk. We'll talk all about this. But the Big Ten presidents and chancellors are meeting uh, to uh, essentially uh, confirm the appointment of USC and UCLA to the Pac-12 conference. I am told USC President Carol Folt is preparing a statement that just came in. But if you are um, a Pac-12 fan, I think this is a tough, tough day uh, to uh, look at your conference disintegrating. So the USC president will make an announcement. I do believe that uh, the Big Ten is going to take UCLA and USC. Uh, they have a meeting scheduled tonight. Right now, in fact, they are voting on the addition of USC and UCLA. It'll be a formality, uh, you know, and I think it's uh, I think it's really tough. It's really hard to hear that because if you are a diehard Pac-12 fan, you know that this is a conference that has a lot of tradition, and you're essentially seeing it reduced by taking out 
a USC program that is the perennial best tent pole for football that this conference has in a UCLA program that has been uh, very good in men's basketball to revenue-generating sports. I understand why the Big Ten would want the L.A. TV market, and uh, I don't expect that the Pac-12 is going to sit back and go, let's take Cal State, Fullerton, and Irvine to get the, uh, to get the TV market in L.A. It, it would be a major loss for George Klyovkov and in coming on the last day of his first year on the job. Um, uh, I, I want to play a clip here from Klyovkov. Uh, when he was hired, he talked about his three priorities for the Pac-12 conference. Here's what Klyovkov said. I want to be very clear about my top three immediate priorities for the conference. First, we will protect and support our student-athletes. Second, we will make decisions to optimize revenue for our member institutions, including renegotiating our media distribution deals. And third, we will do everything we can at the conference level to make our teams more competitive in revenue-generating sports, especially football. That is George Klyovkov. Think about that last part that Klyovkov talked about. And third, we will do everything we can at the conference level to make our teams more competitive in revenue-generating sports, especially football. Losing USC and UCLA just flies in the face of that. I think it's really difficult to sell the idea that you're going to make your programs better and more profitable without USC in this conference. The television network deal that the Big Ten Conference is putting together with the addition of USC and UCLA will be a massive windfall for those entities. It will leave crumbs left over for the Pac-12. I'll talk to John Wilner about that coming up later in the program. Uh, Also, at the end of the bowl season last year, Pac-12 Conference had a dismal bowl season. It had a bad non-conference football record. Klyovkov addressed that. Well, I think think it's broader than just the bowl season. I mean, we had a a tough regular season as well. We had our worst non-conference percentage performance in football since 1983. Boom. How, how did that all play into this? Certainly it does when it comes to television revenue and the outlook of the Pac-12 conference. That said, uh, we are, our big splash is something altogether different. This is the one thing you absolutely need to know today. Look, look, look at it. Where? Down there. The Big Splash. Well, we can talk all we want about the Pac-12 conference, and we'll continue to talk about it. But coming out of Brooklyn, apparently uh, Kevin Durant's agent has requested a trade from the Nets. That's right, Kevin Durant, who uh, a lot of Blazer fans have dreamed about seeing in a Blazers uniform since he was picked not by the Blazers in 2007. Uh, apparently on the market, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, uh, telling anybody and everybody they want to play together, just not in Brooklyn. Okay? Get that straight. Kevin Durant has requested a trade out of Brooklyn. Uh, that has been widely reported uh, uh, all day long today and, of course, a lot of reaction to that. But I want to get back to this Pac-12 conference conversation. Let's go to Kurt in Eugene listening on Fox Sports Eugene. Kurt, welcome to the conversation. Hey, buddy. So um, I'm looking at the schedule this year, and we got uh, UCLA at home, 
might be yep. the last time we see them for a while. And yep. USC on a bye, so we may never play them again. I mean, you know, unless it's non-conference if they go to the Big Ten. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed in all this. I feel like a lot of things are falling apart out here on the West Coast with the dominance of the SEC. Um, I think that, you know, when the TV talks went down, we just missed the boat, and I don't think it's coming back. So I'm just really disappointed in it all. It's really sad, man. And I think, look, is. is there a move here for George Klyovkov? Could George Klyovkov get proactive here? Does the Pac-12 go on offense? Does the Pac-12 go, look, uh, if we're going to lose these two entities, you know what we're going to do? We're going to poach, uh, you know, the best next best entities that we can get our hands on to try to be part of this solution moving forward. Or does the Pac-12 conference go open arms to the Big Ten and go, look, if you're going to take those two, take uh, take four more, and we will splinter off and essentially become a glorified version of the Mountain West, but at least Oregon, Washington, and Colorado and Utah and some, maybe some others, the Bay Area schools, maybe they uh, become part of the new Big Ten Conference, the Big Ten West, because I have a hard time. See, there's something here that's bothering me, and, and it tells me that the Big Ten's not done. The Big Ten Conference can't just take the L.A. schools and ask them to fly all the way across the country every time they want to play a football game or a basketball game or a volleyball match or a softball game. They can't do that. So they're going to have to. I think refashion a Big Ten West that would include a lot more than just UCLA and USC. And where does that leave the Pac-12, our 120-year-old conference that began in downtown Portland all those years ago as the Pac-8? So much to dissect here. I want more phone calls. Whether you're listening in Albany or Salem or Woodburn or in Corvallis or Eugene or Portland or if you're listening outside of that footprint in southern Washington or Tucson, Arizona, or the Bay Area, or L.A., I want to hear from you. 503-417-7575. John Wilner of the Bay Area News Group will be joining us coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll do an hour-long conversation. We will dive deep on this. I'm getting some details out of USC World. I'll share them coming up. Leave it here. B-F-F-T. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with the bald-faced truth. People want to know what the heck's going on. We're going to find out on this show. We've been talking a lot about the Pac-12 Conference, USC, UCLA, the defection of the Bruins and the Trojans, possibly to the Big Ten. Nicole Arbach of The Athletic reporting that the Big Ten chancellors and presidents have a meeting scheduled right now to vote on the addition of USC and UCLA to their conference. It's expected to be a formality. Meanwhile, in the Pac-12 footprint, a lot of people angry, upset, confused about what is going on. Speculation uh, about who else would be joining the Big Ten conference. Who would the Big Ten want? Would they want the Bay Area schools? Cal and Stanford don't get a lot of television eyes on their product, but that's a lot of households in the Bay Area. If you're selling sponsorships to TV commercials, soap detergent, car manufacturers, you count those households, you don't count the eyeballs. So what is happening? And will Oregon and Washington be next? I'm told the Pac-12 originally planned to meet tomorrow, 
they may have bumped that up to today. I'm also told that USC President Carol Folt is preparing a statement. I'm trying to get my grubby hands on that statement and get it to you before anybody else does. We'll see what happens here. In the meantime, the phone lines are jammed, and I want to take a bunch of phone calls. Let's just go right into this. Jim is in Eugene listening on Fox Sports Eugene. Jim, what's on your mind? Hey, John. John, I think this goes back to Larry Scott and his inability to negotiate a deal with DirecTV and make the Pac-12 something you could actually watch nationally and in your living room. Yeah, I, I think he is. He does hold some uh, some responsibility here, Jim and Eugene. I also think Larry Scott, in 2010, he tried to add Texas. The rest of the conference didn't want to do it, and they, they did not want to do it with the terms that the Texas uh, program wanted to bring in. Texas wanted the Longhorn Network to get a larger share of the television revenue. Uh, now that I look back upon it, if you would have force, foreshadowed the idea that the uh, the, the Pac-12 you know network would not be widely distributed, the Longhorn Network was. That uh, obviously the SEC made that deal with Texas. Uh, you know, Larry Scott had a couple of misfires there. Mike's in Aloha. Uh, Mike, welcome to the conversation. Yeah, uh, I have a question now. I understand about all the television crap. Yep, but. Does USC and UCLA want out of the Pac-12, or do they, or does the Pac, or does the Big Ten want them in their division? I Who think wants what? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. I mean, if I can unpack this a little bit, the Big Ten is currently negotiating with Fox on a new TV deal. The Pac-12 was waiting to negotiate its deal, and it was waiting for the Big Ten and Fox to kind of set the market. George Klyovkov told me two Fridays ago that, you know, hey, they're Tier 1 rights. We're kind of waiting to see what happens with the Big Ten deal. That's going to set the benchmark for us. Then we'll know what we're negotiating against. Uh, in, and, you know, he, he did not seem at all concerned about USC, UCLA, or anybody else leaving the conference. But so the Big Ten, I'm told, did not approach UCLA and USC that it was Fox-driven that the TV network said, hey, we want the L.A. TV market. And, and as I said earlier in the show, uh, when you look at the executives at Fox, the executive team at Fox, heavy influence with USC alums. So, uh, you know, there's no way UCLA or USC approached Fox or the Big Ten. They were approached. Now, I'm told that that the Pac-12 conference may have something to say about this and that the, ultimately the presidents and chancellors at UCLA and USC have to greenlight it. That's Gene Block at UCLA, it's Carol Folt at USC, and also that the UC regents may have a voice in this conversation or debate. So they could block foreseeably that UCLA leaving to join the Big Ten. It could get messy, could be lawsuits, it could get ugly. But to answer your question simply, USC and UCLA want more money. The Big Ten's media rights deal in the last fiscal year gave every Big Ten member, every member, $20 million more than the Pac-12 schools got with their deal. The new deal with Fox is estimated to be $80 million. It would be about a $50 million a year per year raise 
for every university. So I think USC and UCLA are awfully interested in that $50 million raise per year. Over 10 years, times 10. Over 20 years, times 20. Like, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of lettuce. And we're watching SEC and the Big Ten separate from the rest of college football. And so, you know, the Big Ten's going, who do we want to take with us? So I think that's the calculus right now. But there may be a play here for the Pac-12. And if certainly if those two programs go, you got to wonder who's going next. Would Oregon and Washington go? They certainly fit the academic standards. The AAU classification that Oregon has and Washington has, Arizona's got it, Utah's got it, um, you know, Colorado's got it, uh, certainly Cal and Stanford have it. So, you know, there are only 63 schools that fit that, and the Big Ten is, uh, you know, always looking for schools that fit that model, but oh, also bring something to the table when it comes to the media rights negotiation. Joey's in Albany. Joey, what's going on? Hey, John. Hey, man. First and foremost, uh, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, you know, I just, I'd be very, very curious to know what Bill Walton, Marcus Allen, the uh, traditional Pac-10 guys, you know, they got yeah. deep roots in this from way back. I want to know what they think about this. Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, you know, guys like that. I mean, I get the financial disparity that they're trying to, uh, achieve with their schools but man i just i want to know what some of these heavy hitters got to say about all this yeah i i have to imagine that bill walton is going to be in tears over this uh i'm being told by a source at usc that the two primary reasons that usc is interested in the big 10 one academic alignment with the big 10 schools and two long-term strength and security moving forward for USC. Uh, really interesting there. Uh, that, it, you know, I have to think the second reason is the biggest reason, but there you go. I appreciate that, Joey and Albany. I think you're right. I think Marcus Allen, Bill Walton, some other Pac-12 greats are going to be heartbroken by this because the conference that they once knew and loved will have imploded. It will have splintered. And can you put it back together again in a meaningful way? It, that is a big lift. Doug's listening to the show in Bend, Oregon. Doug, welcome to the conversation. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. See, I, uh, I can't help but think that looking back, uh, the Pac-12 had multiple opportunities to try to kind of lead the way in getting uh, the expansions going for the Pac-12. And the, uh, looking at the realignment, uh, mm -hmm. there's lots of schools that could have jumped in here and made a difference, and I think that would have changed things, uh, you know, now if we were 14 or 16 strong. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you're right about let's – talk, let's talk about that first part, Doug, that there were, there were ample opportunities. I wonder how much a change in commissioner leadership and a lot of turnover among the university presidents – factored in the Pac-12 conference kind of getting caught here. It, it wasn't like you, it's not like you can be proactive when, at Oregon State when you don't have a university president there. Uh, and F. King Alexander showed up and left. And, I mean, since the, since the retirement of Ed Ray, it's really been rudderless. Now they've just recently made a new hire. That's great. But, meanwhile, the Pac-12 conference was shifting leadership itself. So um, I do think that there were some missed opportunities there. 
Um, I asked George Klyovkov when I talked to him two Fridays ago, I asked him about adding members to the Pac-12, and I didn't get the impression that the Pac-12 was interested, but I also think they're going to be surprised at what happened here today. And there may be an immediate reaction to this. And, I, and I'm trying to get you the kind of information that I can get myself. Like I shared those little tidbits about USC. It appears that USC is going to make a statement here. And I'm really, and as soon as we get it, I may be able to get my hands on the memo. If I get my hands on the memo, you're going to hear about it first. And in the meantime, John Wilner, who's working his butt off on his end uh, at the Mercury News, he's coming on the show here, and we're just going to spitball this and talk about this, and we're probably going to have some resolution that falls during this radio show, either from the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or maybe both, where we get sort of the lay of the land and what's happening here. Because I, I don't think this is going to be a one-day news story. I don't think the Big Ten's done. Hey, let me say it again. The Big Ten is not going to stop at UCLA and USC and, hey, we're good. If I'm the Big Ten, I'm going, what else do I want on this shopping spree? And Washington looks pretty good. Academically, they line up as an AAU university. And, oh, I get the Seattle TV market? I'll take them. How about the brand of Oregon? I'll take that Oregon brand. That, that's interesting to me. A lot of households, uh, you know, forget the Eugene TV market. That's not interesting to me. But you know what's interesting to me? The fact that when Oregon plays, people turn on the TV. Oregon plays Ohio State, people watch. Oregon plays Georgia, people watch. If I'm Fox, I'll take Oregon too. Who else do I want? I may want the Bay Area, Stanford and Cal. I also may go, yeah, Stanford and Cal, yeah, there's a lot of households, but they don't, bring, they don't really move the needle for me. So uh, what about Arizona? I can get the TV market maybe in Phoenix by getting uh, Arizona. And then how about Salt Lake City? I'll take Utah. I mean, if I'm the Big Ten, the reason why I'm doing that too, it's not just what do I want. It's who are USC and UCLA going to play? They're going to have to fly to Nebraska. They're going to have to fly to Michigan. They're going to have to fly to Columbus uh, just to get a game. And not just in football. Like, softball, baseball, volleyball, like, that's a lot of travel for those programs. So I, I almost think, like, if you're the Big Ten, you're going, hey, this is going to be a 20-22 to 22 team conference when we're done with it. And I think that's kind of where it's headed. Eddie's in Portland. Eddie, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Um, thanks for having me on. You bet. I just, uh, so politics and money aside, I was wondering what you thought, um, how do you think USC would hold up against the football competition with the Big Ten? Obviously, they'd have to play like Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa. Um, are they going to be cool with winning eight, nine, ten yeah. in a year? And for UCLA, obviously, are they going to be okay with winning four, five, six games a year? And you know, obviously, like if Oregon, I'm a Ducks fan. Let's say they take Oregon. You know, how would they compete against those teams? Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, I think it's tough because I think historically. There's a lot more money that has been invested in the Big Ten programs in the last decade than, than in the Pac-12. It's really hurt. It's really hurt the Pac-12. But uh, when I think Big Ten, what do I think about? Well, I immediately go to Ohio State and Michigan and then Penn State right on their tail. When you talk about winning programs in the last decade, you know, I'm not thinking about Purdue and Illinois. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going, you know, what – you know what? What will those programs do? Uh, I think Oregon would be a top half of the conference team. 
I think uh, I think Washington would be a you know, and again I'm saying top half. I mean that could be just above the middle. Um, you know, could you be a fifth or sixth place team in that conference? Hell, those teams are even good. Jeez, Minnesota. Uh, you know, Minnesota. When you look at Minnesota over the last decade, like Minnesota has the seventh most wins in the Big Ten conference over the last decade. They're right behind Michigan. Like it, that is a tough conference to win games in. So no, I don't think like Oregon would walk in there and have the have sort of the, uh, the you know the, uh, the the ride that they've had in the Pac-12 in the last decade. You know, I I think it's been convenient for Oregon and some others that they haven't had to deal with you know USC at its best and a bunch of other programs. Don's in Portland. Don, what do you got? Yeah, so I've got skin in the game. I'm a Minnesota alum. And my son goes to Oregon. I hated it when the Big Ten expanded because you lost a bunch of traditional rivalries. There was a little brown jug game between Minnesota and Michigan that happened every year, and now it happens about two out of four years. And I just hate the idea of losing the Pac-12. The only thing good coming out of this is Arizona State and their president who supported Larry Scott gets left in the dust. Yeah. Is this a betrayal? Anybody want to answer that for me via phone call? Is it a betrayal of the conference by USC and UCLA? Will the presidents at those universities be blasted by their own alumni, former coaches, former players, other Pac-12 schools that aren't joining? Is it a betrayal, maybe... A bigger betrayal than Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12? Is this something that they maybe have underestimated? You know, Martin Jarmond, uh, the UCLA athletic director, he's a he's an Ohio State guy. Um, you know, Mike Bone at uh, USC, he was at Colorado, but, you know, Carol Folt, the president at USC, she's not a Pac-12 person. Gene Block at UCLA, he's been there a while. But he's also, uh, you know, half asleep at the wheel all the time. So is this a betrayal? You tell me. 503-417-7575. I want your phone calls. Across the Pac-12 footprint, bring it. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Remember when the uh, Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC formed an alliance? (laughs) What the heck happened to the alliance? Klyovkov's got to be sitting around going, hey, wait a minute, I thought we had a handshake on this thing. John Wilner will be joining us top of the hour. We will have a conversation unlike anything that is happening nationally. You're going to get Wilner and myself. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk like... You know, let's have a conversation between two friends who are talking about the Pac-12 and the U, uh, you know, and USC and UCLA. Uh, Lance is in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's in Big Ten country. Lance, welcome to the conversation. What's on your mind? Hey, sir. You know, I'm a longtime Nebraska fan, and when this news broke, I felt like there might be a show to listen to. And following you over the years with uh, Mike Riley and things, I decided to give it a give it a shot. So. You know, I guess what I see happening is once USC and UCLA do make that move, 
Um, I think you might see a small pause, but I think bringing USC into the Big Ten maybe put some leverage on Notre Dame, and then maybe you see if the ACC makes a move or if the SEC goes after one of the ACC schools, and then we'll see dominoes continue to fall. I know here people like to talk about KU, just won the bas- basketball title. They're in uh, AAU school, so there's some people here that would like to see KU come to the Big Ten. But I think once these two shoes drop, you'll probably see a pause and maybe some shifting. And then, you know, there's only about six or seven more schools that you think have probably a legitimate shot of, of making a jump. And, you know, it, it's I, I feel for you guys, it's kind of an uh, inopportune feeling when, when two of your powers leave. I remember the days when Texas was going to the Pac-12 and we were all going to be back to the Big 8, and then, mm-hmm. lo and behold, we made the jump. So I wish you guys the best of luck, and uh, hopefully uh, we get the seismic shift and then a pause, and then I'm thinking there'll be, you know, Oregon, Washington, Kansas, some of those other big schools yeah. will have decisions to make. Yeah, and, and that's a great point. Lance brought up something there that is interesting. Um, you know, you talk about UCLA and USC, what they add to the Big Ten, conference is huge i mean it's a hundred million dollars in media revenue that is added so if you are the big 10 and you want to add more universities what's the calculus there it's got to be in that neighborhood and it's why you know i keep mentioning the bay area schools because of the tv market but i just i'm a little bit underwhelmed by cal and stanford and what they would add to the big 10 conference so you know this isn't like – it isn't exactly like Northwestern in the Chicago TV market because Northwestern was an original member, but I don't think the Big Ten would necessarily be that into Northwestern if it already weren't in. Uh, simultaneously, I think it took Rutgers, but only because there wasn't a better option in the New York market. So who else would the Big Ten be interested in? I go to Oregon and Washington, and I, and I really cringe saying that because – I don't want to see Oregon and Oregon State separated. I want them in the same conference. I think it would be heartbreaking for, for Duck fans and Beaver fans in this state. Yeah, I mean, football season, you might go, hey, this is great. You know, Oregon's playing in the Big Ten and Oregon State's left in the Pac-12. But what about every other sport? What about all those great rivalry games in women's college basketball and, and uh, you know baseball and, and other places? I, I think it absolutely destroys the Pac-12 conference. Uh, Randy is in Eugene. He's listening on Fox Sports Eugene. Randy, what's on your mind? Well, uh, John, I was uh, thinking about the current recruiting cycle and how uh, the L.A. coaches are going to be contacting Oregon's recruits and potential recruits and saying, do you want to go there and maybe play in the, in the Mountain West or something? I mean, Chip Kelly and uh, USC coach have to be rubbing their hands together. Even if Oregon is eventually brought in, like in six months or something, this recruiting cycle could really be devastated yes. and have a, a long-term impact. And so they they have to be really happy about it. As far as travel goes, they already have to go to Pullman uh, every other year, yeah. uh, the way things stand. Uh, not quite every other year. But, you know, traveling to uh, Colorado isn't that much different than Nebraska and some other Midwest places. Uh, so I don't know how big a problem that would be if they're in the Big Ten West, for example, so they don't have to go quarterback and play Rutgers yeah. or somebody. Yeah, so, I, in, in football, in football, that doesn't matter as much. But you know, when you're talking about you're talking about every sport, 
you know, you're not just joining the Big Ten in football. You'd be joining it in every sport. And I do think it at some point becomes kind of a deterrent that, you know, hey, uh, we can't be alone here. Now, maybe the extra $50 million makes you feel better about that, $50 million a year. But I also think, like, there may there, – I definitely think there's another play to this. Definitely think there's another play. Gary is listening to this show in Tualatin, Oregon. Gary, welcome. Hey, John, go Ducks. Um, good riddance, SC and UCLA. Uh, they can't even fill their stadium. They can't win in the league. How are they going to win in the Big 12 um, or the Big 10? And I think our play is to go to, go to the Big 12. Uh, it's a more uh, – it may be a step down for a while, but there's a lot of similarities between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 as far as weather and, and those types of things go. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is a chance. But why go to the Big 12? Why not just take the best of the Big 12 in your conference? I I, I have to think that's on the table right now. But here's the other thing. I really do think there are some smart people in the Pac-12 CEO group. I think Michael Schill at Oregon, Kirk Schultz at Washington State, Anna Marie Casse at Washington. I uh, I think these are incredibly smart people. And I do think that they are right now sorting out their options. I also think there's a wild card in this conversation as it pertains to the regents in the state of California and whether or not they could block it. The UC regents, could they block UCLA from leaving? I just, I, I don't like losing Chip Kelly. I don't like losing the UCLA, the tradition of the matchup. USC Oregon was a thing. Like, I don't want to see any of this go away. It's part of this that breaks my heart. You know, it does. Is it a betrayal, though? Is it in today's world a betrayal? David's in Astoria. David, welcome. Yeah, that's the question I wanted to address. My, I'm showing my age. I'm sitting here grumping and griping and 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 grinding my teeth uh, about this. The way that things have moved, everything from uh, conference realignment to the talk of, talk of super conferences to to the sort of just drop the puck and see what happens in terms of NIL and and. You know, it, it, and it's all down to money, 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 money. Yeah. And so, so I understand, I understand what the motivation is. I just detest it. And, uh, I don't think the money is worth ripping up the traditions, but you know, like I said, I'm 72 years old. I, you know, we're, we're, we're allowed to be grumpy that way. So yeah. I, looking forward, I, you know, every setback is an opportunity. So, sure. like you said, there's some smart people. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what what sort of opportunity they make out of it. And and you mentioned something too about uh, the fact that they're not. It's not going to be just football only. Do we know that for sure? Yeah, it, it wouldn't just be limited to football. You're, you're not the Pac-12 is not going to allow UCLA and USC to participate in other sports while it's getting the middle finger in football. It's not gonna that's not gonna fly. So it's gonna have to be everything. It's all or none. Uh, there are some rare cases where um, it would be you know football joining you know a, a, like a like a BYU or 
a Notre Dame program joining in one sport or another. But yeah, I think that we're talking about the whole boat being part of this equation. Let's go to Bend, Oregon. Doug, what's on your mind? Doug's gone. I haven't talked to you, Stephen. I haven't talked to you, Sean. What do you guys make of this? Yeah, John, I'm with you. It's it's kind of a gut punch, right? Like, and I'm not even a fan of any particular team, but I do love the rivalry of the Oregon State Oregon thing, and it really seems like that's going to go away unless they're going to play non-conference games every year. But it's still going to be different because they can't play the last game of the year, right? Like, if Oregon is in the SEC, they're going to have to play Oregon State in Week Three, and then they'll get the rivalry game with Texas in the final game of the season, right? So, like. That's what it's that, that's going to hurt. So I'm with you the whole way. Like it, it is kind of a sad day just for the whole conference. I think it's tough. I think people looking at it. Sean. What do you make of it? Yeah, it's disappointing. I think college sports are really messy right now for a variety of re- reasons. You know, we live in a uh, a college sports world now where you know Oregon softball star pitcher is leaving to UCLA. You know, to go play for UCLA. And it's just like Caleb Williams is now on USC. He was a star at Oklahoma. Like you know, Jaden Rashada is making nine million dollars to go. Um, you know, he's a high school player. He's already offered $9 million reportedly. So it's just there's a lot of things with college sports right now that are, you know, um, against people that uh, like college sports for what they used to be. And I think it's just really goofy and, you know, a little bit messy that UCLA is going to be playing Maryland. You know, it's just uh, those two schools are nothing alike. Here's another one, okay? Look, we've got people who are bitching about college kids and the transfer portal. We've got people who are bitching about college kids and name image likeness. Hell, we got adults here who are leading universities and athletic departments who are essentially looking to transfer the entire athletic operation, the university, the programs, the fan base, the allegiance. Let's let's lighten up on the kids. Like USC and UCLA, I think you tweeted it, Stephen. USC, would they jump in the portal, the whole program? Yeah, I, I, I tweeted out that uh, University of Oregon, they have jumped into yeah. the transfer portal, yes. Yeah, all right, yeah. So we got adults here who are essentially going, we're going to transfer the whole university. So let's think about that the next time we're criticizing college athletes who are saying, you know what, I want to get in the portal and do its best for me. But, I mean, realistically, John, that's kind of what it is, right? Like, Oregon is going to go to the highest suitor. If the Big Ten really wants Oregon and they give them the most money, that's where they're going to go. If the SEC offers them the most money, that's where they're going to go. So they really are just going to transfer the whole thing, like you said, and just replant somewhere else. Yeah, and I think they're not alone. More of your phone calls. Wherever you're listening, I want to hear from you. 503-417-7575. John Wilner coming up top of the hour. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750. The game. Well, there's a bunch of stuff going on in sports. I'm glad that you make this show your go-to. Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Nets. Blazers have given Anfordy Simons a four-year, $100 million deal. The agent for Freddie Freeman, Casey Close, uh, is accusing the Braves of perpetuating a false narrative regarding uh, Freddie Freeman's departure. Um... He says he will not stand by as allegations are made about his role in Freddie Freeman joining the Dodgers. 
That's going to be a soap opera. But the big news story that you care about, USC and UCLA, planning to move to the Big Ten Conference as early as 2024. The Big Ten presidents and chancellors are uh, meeting now to vote on the addition of USC and UCLA. Um, Multiple sources have told me that the move is expected to happen, that the next steps are formalities. I, uh, I am also just wondering where this leaves. Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. What does it, uh, what does it mean? Did you just get soonered? Did you get, did, uh, did you, you know, like, did, is this the equivalent of Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 behind? Like, Pac-12 conferences had its problems, but I think we have all sort of looked at it and said, well, at least they're sticking together. At this point, it does not appear they're sticking together. There are some hoops left to jump through. I'm told the Pac-12 presidents and athletic directors are meeting to discuss what their move will be. I am also told that Carol Folt, the president at USC, is preparing a statement or uh, preparing a memo. So I think um, uh, I'll get this to you as soon as I can. In the meantime, I want your phone calls and questions because even as you talk through this, you're making me think about things that I haven't considered yet. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to New York. Joseph is in New York, wants to talk about the Pac-12. What's up, Joe? How's it going, John? Going all right. All right. Um, I just saw a tweet, and I wanted to get your uh, take on it. Um, It's funny because a lot of people are saying that, you know, you can't blame UCLA and USC for leaving because Pac-12 is a mess, you know, financials and all that. But the tweet said that much of the Pac-12's dismay and struggles is because USC and UCLA have just put on a subpar product over the last 10 years, and now that they're the ones that are leaving in the dust. Yeah, I think there's going to be some bad feelings, right? I mean, and you're right, Joseph. I appreciate you calling from New York. Uh, Look, I I think if you're the Pac-12, yeah, in the wake of this, if you get left by USC and UCLA and their reason for leaving is, hey, we're getting a better media rights deal, the rationale or the logic here doesn't hold up because you look at them and you go, hey, you know, USC, you had some bad years in football that contributed directly to our media rights product not being what it should be. Same to you, UCLA. Like, if you guys had performed better, we would be in much better position. Um, yeah, it, you know, they, they essentially came in, uh, you know, messed up the room and then said, we're leaving the room because it's messy. Art is in Wilsonville. Art, welcome to the conversation. Art, not there. Let's go to Tacoma, Washington. Paul is in Tacoma. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, John. You bet. Uh, actually, I'm a born and bred Eugene guy, born, raised, educated there. Will be green and yellow for the rest of my life, I suppose. But I'm really, uh, I'm really uh, mourning the, what looks like the death knell for the back Pac-12 today. At least that's my take on it. I'm looking at this, and I'm seeing this has got to be money. Of course, we've talked about that. Everybody's tweeting about that. Yep. And. I'm just sort of wondering how big are the brains and how many brains and how far into the future are these brains thinking about where college football is going. And it just seems to me like it's who can put together the best package for Fox that gives 
matchups every mm-hmm. single week of the college football season that everybody's going to like. Uh, this just in. We in all you, these teams from I, across the country. And, I'm sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, I want to interrupt you here. USC right. has just tweeted that it will join the Big Ten Conference in 2024. Um, there you go. Uh, that, it's you know. It. Yeah, that, that's it. They are going. And, and look, to your point, Paul, like, I get it. Yeah, I think I hear some sadness in your voice. I've got it as well. And I'm also looking at, you know, USC and going, gosh, like, do they not understand the role they played in ending up in this position as USC has now made it official that they are uh, going to the Big Ten Conference college Athletics, we had talked about this uh, for the last couple of years, that there was going to be a major shift in the college sports world. I had uh, not anticipated USC and UCLA ditching the conference with more than 100 years of uh, history and moving in another direction. Jeremy is in Phoenix, Arizona. Jeremy, welcome. Hey, John. How are you? I'm all right. Hey, so... The one thing that kind of comes to mind is obviously the destruction of the Pac-12. It's oh, you know, it's been a conference for so long since the Pac-8. But the one thing I'm thinking about is like the extra travel for student athletes. I mean, you know, the Pac-12 has always been on the West Coast, and so I mean, we could rely on game times as fans. But also, it's like, at what point is anyone going to consider the student athlete? I mean, the travel is just going to be a lot more. So I, I, just, I guess I was just thinking about the athletes. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the travel, I think, is going to be a lot more. I think it's going to cause some logistical issues beyond that. I think that um, I think that there's some tentacles to this that I don't think money addresses. And, um, you know, and, and I love that people are calling from all over the Pac-12 footprint, by the way. Jeremy, I love hearing your voice on the show. Jeremy used to call in all the time. Um, but, Jeremy, let me ask you real quick before I cut you loose. Um, how is yeah. this going over in Arizona? Uh, I hadn't heard anything. I haven't heard anyone talk about it till this afternoon. Yeah. Um, I think people here, uh, some of the new friends that I have here have messaged me and are like, yeah, I'm sure Arizona will be the next to go because we're closer. So, yeah, I mean that's probably going to be the case. I would venture to guess, and it's a much larger market here in Phoenix than yeah, you know, Oregon or whatever. Yeah, I think Arizona but. would be attractive. Not Arizona State though; they don't fit that AAU classification. Let's go to Seattle, Washington. Mike's in Seattle. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, John, that whole AAU classification is a bunch of bull. You know, that's what those presidents and champions say is important. But if you look at the old the old Pac-12, as I'll call it now, yeah, they're research institutions, but they're not on the same order as as some of the other ones. I was excited today. I was going to listen to your show at three o'clock, so I could I could hear about the LIV golf tournament that's going on <laughs> yeah. and all the controversy there. And so now, as I hear you, and I love you from Seattle, by the way, appreciate. And it. it's the same parallel. The individual players in all of these things don't care about tradition. They don't care about each other. They, I don't know what they care about. It sounds like it's only money. And so a place like USC, which is a great, great, great institution, they have all the money they will ever need forever and ever. You know, so why are they going to 
going to a conference for more money, you know? It, uh, as you said, you know, the adults in the room that are, that are doctors and chancellors, and they have all of those alphabets after their name, I don't know how they can look at each other and go, you know, this is the five whys, right? It's, it can't be just about money. It's got to be something else because everybody's got more money than they know what to do with, it seems. Just like Oregon State, they just, they just gave all their football coaches a bunch of raises, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know where that money's coming from because in pandemic, everybody was losing money. So it's almost like it's a perpetual machine that is, is not going to kind of get off the tracks until it does. And uh, I've gotten to the point where I just I go palms up. You know, if it's golfers who are chasing money, if it's football players, you know, who want to change every – Every year, you know, there's basketball players now that are they're saying, you know, they don't want to sign with their existing team. Everybody is a free agent now in life and on these sports teams. And, you know, and we just tune in at the prescribed time, you know, when our favorite team is on there. And we, uh, and we hope we know who they're playing. But I'm not going to be excited for Oregon State to be playing in a whack conference. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, I think, I think there's some people in Corvallis right now who might be saying, oh my gosh, you know, we're trying to build a new stadium right. for WAC teams to come in, you know, got Wyoming coming in or Idaho or, uh, I, 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 I think it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. So yeah, that's the thing you're doing down there. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I, and I think it's going to be more, it, it's going to be more than a couple of weeks. I think it's going to be months, but I think Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Cal and Stanford and Utah and Colorado are all probably asking, how do we get into the Big Ten? I think the others are going, how do we fortify the Pac-12 conference in a way that makes it um, a contender or has it matter in the media rights world? Because this isn't just the loss of USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. This is also the loss of this television media rights deal that George Kyovkov and the Pac-12 were all planning to to pull off here in this next cycle, it's a huge blow to that because now you don't have the ability to bring in that Southern California audience and sell that to Fox. They already own it. Or sell it to ESPN. You don't own it. So I think you have, uh, you have a, you know, a blow to the conference in a multiple of ways here. At the top of the hour in about 10 minutes, John Wilner is going to be joining us. And we're going to have an in-depth conversation. I hope if you are in the Pac-12 footprint, you are here for it. In the meantime, i got 10 more minutes to take your phone calls. And maybe Wilner and I will take some of your phone calls as well together. I want you to weigh in wherever you're listening. We've had calls today from New York and Arizona and Seattle and all over Oregon and California. I want to hear from you. 503-417-7575. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. I appreciate everybody who's making this show part of their day. Big news going on, or maybe not. Uh, a lot of you make this show part of your day every day, and I appreciate that. 
It's fun. It's humbling. We have been all over the map with a whole bunch of people in all parts of the country today, and it's been a lot of fun to take phone calls. Uh, If you're just tuning in, USC and UCLA have jumped into the transfer portal. They're going to the Big Ten. Their application, air quotes there, uh, has been approved by the Big Ten presidents and chancellors. Uh, Really, I am told this deal was orchestrated by Fox. It was initiated by Fox. It is television-driven. It is money-driven. Can I have one thing in sports that is not driven by money and greed? Just one. Give me one thing. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, They want to play together, but just not in Brooklyn. KD wants out. He's asked for a trade. Anthony Simons, four years, $100 million with the Blazers. I'm okay with that. Seems to have earned that by NBA standards. But what happens to the rest of the Pac-12? What happens to Cal and Stanford and Oregon and Oregon State? And George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, I'm told he was on vacation when this broke. Uh, the Pac-12 ADs uh, are telling me they did not see this coming. Nobody tipped them off. Um, I think this happened in Big Ten country. It happened uh, between the years of the Fox executives and ultimately now USC and UCLA both confirming that they are moving to the Big Ten conference. Let's take your phone calls. Let's go to Mike, who's in Portland. Mike, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, John, just a question. Does, does the old commissioner have any blame in this by the TV deals that he made and maybe not being current with uh, the Fox? Because there's been talk of super conferences and that kind of stuff since the SEC added Oklahoma and Texas. I was kind of wondering if there was any linkage there. Uh, say that again to me. I'm sorry. Uh, broke up just a bit. Is the old commissioner, the the guy oh, that's yeah. no longer there, did he make a bad TV deal? Could this, could this have been yes. submitted? Or yeah, he did. He did make a bad TV deal. Sorry, I, I misunderstood the question. Uh, yes, Larry Scott, culpable in this. Look, I, look, I don't want to put it all on Larry Scott because it's. I don't think it's fair, and I think there's plenty of opportunities to use him like a pinata. But if the Pac-12 conference had a better TV deal with better media rights, if Larry Scott, like even in that USC community, I have to think there's some bad lingering feelings over the NCAA sanctions about Reggie Bush and the Pete Carroll era. Larry Scott didn't do a whole bunch there to kind of back the USC uh, complaint that they had been treated unfairly by the NCAA. I think there's some bad feelings, and I do think that he played a role in it. That said, in 2010, Larry Scott did have the idea to add Texas to the Pac-12, and that didn't come to fruition. Couldn't get it done. But absolutely, this is rooted in money and media rights money. And Larry Scott made a bad deal on the media rights front. And, you know, I've written about it. I've talked about it. I think he negotiated very well for himself, but not for the conference. Let's go to Jeff, who's in Olympia, Washington. Jeff, welcome to the conversation. Thanks so much. Uh, Lifelong Beaver fan. (laughs) It's a really emotional day uh, because so many of us just feel like our athletic program just died. And uh, we knew there's been enormous debt, you know, in Washington State and Oregon State have enormous debt in their athletic programs in the millions and millions of dollars. And they couldn't keep up with the spending that a school like Oregon and Washington, SC, and those large market teams could do. And I think we all knew this day was coming, but it came so suddenly. Um, I, I think Oregon State and Washington State are likely, if the conference breaks up, to head for the Mountain West. That's really the only place they're going to be able to go yeah. and able to afford to travel. Uh, but, I, you know, the other thing I think about is the other sports. 
Uh, look oh, at yeah. the Beaver programs. Look at baseball. Yep. I mean, what is going to happen to a national program? What about I think they'll, I think they'll be fine. Basketball. I think they'll be fine in those sports because they're not revenue generating sports. I think they'll be fine, and I think it matters less there. But I don't think they'll either go to the Mountain West. I think they'll stay in the Pac-12. I just think the Pac-12 won't be what it used to be. It's not going to be your dad's Pac-12. It's not going to be our Pac-12 anymore. John Wilner's coming up. This is going to be a fantastic conversation. Leave it right here. BFFT. From the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, presented by High Caliber Millwrights, here's John Canzano with a bald faced truth. Well, John Wilner broke the news today. It wasn't good news. UCLA and USC headed to the Big Ten Conference. What does it mean? What does it mean for USC and UCLA in the next year as they will uh, wait till 2024 to join the Big Ten? What does it mean to other sports? What does it mean to Oregon and Washington? Is the Big Ten done? I don't think so. But what would they covet in other potential partners? They're gonna, if they're going to keep gobbling up territory, who else would they want? If you were declaring war on the Pac-12 conference, you'd do exactly what the Big Ten just did. You would come in and you would take away the two L.A. schools, fracture the conference, split it right in half, and then pick over the what's left and go, eh, do I want Utah? Do I want Oregon and Washington? Do they bring enough to the table? I'm told the Pac-12 conference athletic directors were blindsided by this. State legislator here in the state of Oregon reached out to me during one of the commercial breaks and said he was jumping on the phone with Michael Schill, president at Oregon. What is the? Uh, what are they doing? What can they do to hold this conference together? And if the Pac-12 is going to stick together, the rest of it, can it compete with the teams in the SEC and the Big Ten? What has changed exactly? John Wilner, he's the best in the business. He's joining me. We're also going to take your phone calls. We've taken calls from New York and Phoenix and Seattle and Olympia and the Bay Area and all over the state of Oregon today. Uh, keep it coming at 503-417-7575. Wilner and I will answer your questions. He's joining us now. John Wilner, thank you for making time. How's your day? Uh, it's been a little bit busy. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a little busy. It's not ideal, you know. Like, give us an idea. When this comes down the pipeline with you, you're in a race. I know how it is. You're in a race with The Athletic. You're in a race with ESPN to break this news. How does that go in your world? Uh, often it doesn't go well. This time it went all right. Uh, but, you know, it's this is such momentous news that, you know, you you have to be – you know, you always are careful. You always try to confirm, triple confirm. News like this, though, is, you know, next level. And so uh, you hear about it and you do everything you can. You make calls. And, you, you know, you, you've been in this situation. You often can tell there's something going on by who's not answering their phone or returning <laughs> their texts, right? Yes. So, the, you know, this morning I went through a little bit of that. Uh, in fact, I am sitting on the same place, uh, in the same place I was at like 8 a.m., and I have gotten up once for a bathroom break, and that's been it. Uh, it has been busy. 
John Wilner with us, San Jose Mercury News. Um, you know, we all day long sort of speculated as the news broke that, you know, would this happen? Was this just, the, hey, the Big Ten wants them? Would there be an ongoing conversation? It became evident uh, through the course of the day that the Big Ten presidents and chancellors would be voting on it. Then UCLA and USC want to go. Let's start simple. Why would USC and UCLA want to leave the Pac-12? There's only one reason. It's money. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? It, the, they are going to double, maybe even more than double, their their revenue uh, from media rights based on moving to the, the Big Ten. They would probably have gotten in the range of 50, $55 million a year in media rights if they had stayed in the Pac-12. Maybe in the Big Ten, they're going to get over $100 million. And then maybe closer to $110, $120 million a year. You know, that is astronomical money. Uh, for USC, it's also there's certainly the competitive allure of going against uh, some of those schools. UCLA, you know, they've got accumulated debt, over uh, athletic department debt of over $50 million. So that gets wiped away immediately. That giant $50 million problem UCLA has is gone. Uh, so, you know, there was a, all the reasons to get back to cash. I'm told that Oregon AD Rob Mullins, Oregon State Scott Barnes, uh, Utah's Mark Harlan, Jen Cohen at Washington, nobody knew this was happening. How do they keep it a secret? Nobody knew. Uh, I, I can confirm that nobody in the Pac-12 knew this was happening except for USC and UCLA. How do they keep it a secret? You know, there's an incredibly small circle of people who know. It's going to be the university presidents at USC and UCLA, maybe two confidants, uh, and then it's the people uh, in the big couple people in the Big Ten, and it's going to be Fox. You know, this is let's make no mistake here. Fox is a prime driver behind this, the same way ESPN was a prime driver behind Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Fox is the majority owner of Big Ten football. And just like ESPN is the majority owner of SEC football, they are the chess masters making these moves. The George Klyovkov play here, he's on day 365 of his tenure. <laughs> Happy anniversary, George. Uh, you know, I'm told oh. George, George is on vacation when this happens. You know, he has to go into crisis management mode, like, immediately. Immediately. And the first thing he's got to do is he's got to play defense. He's got to do whatever he can to make sure that these, you know, first he's got to make sure that it's it's actually happening. And then once he's sure that it's really happening, he's got to play defense. And he's got to do whatever he can to try to keep, you know, the, the 10 remaining schools intact. And in that regard, the whole thing starts with, with Washington and Oregon, right? I mean, the, the future of this conference, it, it, you know, as bleak as it is, you know, it will disintegrate, I think, if Oregon and Washington were to leave. Yeah, I had a lot of people say it's it's already it's already listing or it's teetering. Uh how do you view yeah. how do you view that right now? If they can keep the ten intact, you do they add to it? Do they try to make a splashy addition from the Big Twelve or an independent or what's the move? I mean, I think that if if they can keep the ten intact is it that much different than the Big 12? I don't know that it is because they're both, along with the ACC, on this third tier. The Big 10 and the SEC are now 
the absolute unquestioned kingpins, and there's nobody on the second tier. So then you've got the ACC, the Big 12, and the PAC, whatever, existing in a where they are more like each other than they are like either the Big Ten or the SEC, right? So uh, if, if Oregon and Washington stay and the conference remains intact, my, my guess is that they'll pursue some kind of merger with the Big 12. I would think that would be the, the, you know, the first choice, right? You go to ESPN and you beg for them to construct some kind of 22-team league. How does it affect media rights negotiations? Because you and I, you and I both talked to George Klyovkov, you know, a couple Fridays ago, a couple weekends ago. He was saying at the time, "Hey, well, let's see where the market gets set by the Big Ten. Now he has a product that doesn't have the LA TV market, and he can't take Irvine and you know Pepperdine into the Pac-12. It just doesn't work. Like, where does this leave the Pac-12? Well, I mean, I think that if they start over. Because there is, we don't even know what what the Pac-12 is going to be. Is it going to be ten? Is it going to be merged? Is it? Are they going to add and get back to twelve? I don't know. So he's got to figure out his membership. But that happens in conjunction with ESPN and Fox, right? They got to help him rebuild. And so the media rights is kind of wrapped up into the formulation of the reconfigured conference. I mean, if there even is a reconfigured conference, right? I mean, if, if Oregon and Washington leave, the Pac-12 is done, really. John Wilner with us, San Jose Mercury News. All right, along those lines, if I'm Oregon, you know, what would keep me in the Pac-12? If I'm Washington, I'm Jen Cohn, Anna Marie Casse, why, why do I want to be in this conference if, it, if, it's, if it's got, you know, it's less than what it was yesterday? You don't. And I'm sure that there are, you know, I'm sure Phil Knight is calling, uh, you know, Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, and all of the Fox Sports executives right now. And I'm sure Washington's got people doing the exact same thing. Those those two schools are looking, they're looking for a lifeline to the to the Big Ten. Now the question is, does the Big Ten want them? And that's a that is the the side of the calculation that we have. There's a lot of question about. I don't know that the Big Ten does want them. I don't know that it doesn't, but I'm sure that they are trying to get out. I'm looking at the geography of this new Big Ten conference, and, you know, it's got, you know, all these teams, uh, you know, that are around the middle part of the country, and then, you know, those two Southern California schools now. It would feel to me like, you know, you'd want to add some West Coast uh, flavor here to cut down on the travel and maybe create a Big Ten West. But... You wanted USC and UCLA because they are attractive. They bring Los Angeles into your TV deal. Who else in the Pac-12? Let's create a ranking. If you are creating a ranking, and you know you mentioned Oregon and Washington, who are your top targets if you're the Big Ten? Well, I don't know that anybody besides Oregon and Washington would really even be considered, to be honest. Uh, Oregon, because of uh, you know, Oregon's got a good football brand nationally. Um, and, and the Nike connection in Washington fits also. You know, Seattle's, you know, what, 10th, 11th largest media market. you got Amazon and Microsoft. You know, a lot of tradition there. And I think both of those schools, you can make a case that would, would help the Big Ten competitively uh, and, and serve as kind of partners with the L.A. schools. But the question is all about the money. So the Big Ten... With USC and UCLA, let's just 
use it because it's a round number. Let's just say that the, the, the each school is going to get $100 million a year in media rights. Well, the only way you add schools is if the schools you're bringing in are, are going to prompt Fox or ESPN, Fox really, to pay everybody $101 million. So you ask yourself, is Oregon or Washington big enough that they are going to be worth $101 million in media rights? And I'm not sure that they are, right? I don't know that they're not, uh, and that the pairing of the two could augment the value, but I'm not sure that they are. That's, that's the biggest question. Would adding them make it more lucrative for the existing 16 members of the Big Ten? John Wilner is with us. Wilner, you and I are going to take some phone calls, if that's okay with you, after the break. Uh, we've been getting calls from all over the country today. I, I am, uh, you know, I'm disappointed with what's happening with the Pac-12, but I'm inspired by what's happening with the uh, listeners of the show and the people who who care about the Pac-12. John Wilner, going to stick around. You okay sticking around for some questions? I am good, of course. All right, John Wilner and I will take your questions next. Five zero three is the area code. 417-7575. Wherever you're listening, we want to hear from you. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. We're visiting with John Wilner, Bay Area News Group, San Jose Mercury News. He has been kind enough to stick around to answer some questions. We've been getting them from all over the place. 503-417-7575 is the phone number. Let's go first to Washington, D.C. Greg is in Washington, D.C. He's joining us. Greg, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Question for you all. I understand why an an athletic director for US UCLA might want to take the money and run to the Big Ten. But why would a, a president like, like Gene Block or the president of USC want to leave California, Stanford, and Cal and move to the Big Ten where the academics isn't really as good? Yeah, question there. It, 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 is it about more than money, John Wilner, or is it just money? Well, first, I would, I would push back a little on the Big Ten academics not being quite as good. I mean, I think the, the Big Ten is the one conference that really can stay, stand up to the, the Pac-12 or is viewed as being able to stand up to the Pac-12, right? I mean, that's part of the, you know, part of the uh, partnership that they have going back through the Rose Bowl it extends to the academic side. So, you know, USC and UCLA, we're not going to leave for another conference, the Big 12 or the SEC, for instance, but I think that they view the Big Ten as being on par academically. And then if the money. I mean, UCLA has got $50, $60 million in athletic department debt. It's been accumulated over the last few years. This, this answers that, that question. It, it allows UCLA athletics to get out of uh, a, a financial hole that they've been in for, for many years. That's, that's an, e- an easy answer on the, on the financial front for them. So it's a lot about money. Uh, it, but the academic piece, I think, satisfied both both university presidents. Yeah, Carol Folt, in her tweet just uh, about 20 minutes ago, she said, Big news, Trojans, in August 2024, USC will join the Big Ten. 
this positions us for long-term success and stability in a conference that shares our values of academic excellence, athletic competitiveness, and diversity and inclusion across all sports. Um, you know, so she's basically saying, look, they got they check a lot of boxes here. Uh, let's take another call. Let's go to uh, Canby. Uh, Gary is in Canby, Oregon. Gary, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Went to UCLA back in the 60s when they were winning all their championships in basketball under John Wooden. And my thought is one part that's not being considered is the student body being able to travel to away games. I know we went to Palo Alto for football for the Stanford-UCLA game. It's not going to be able for the kids to do that type of thing. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's also the other piece of that is, uh, you know, not just the fans and the students, but the, the, the athletes, right? I mean, USC's tennis team is going to be playing Rutgers, right? I mean, it's, so it is, uh, with regard to the Olympic sports, it is uh, a huge, a huge development, right, in terms of the travel. Football is, you know, in and out. But those some of those Olympic sports, you got a series on the West Coast or on the East Coast, you come home, and you got another yep. series Midwest, it's crazy. Pac-12 has issued a statement. Uh, they say, quote, while we are extremely surprised and disappointed by the news coming out of UCLA and USC today, we have a long and storied history in athletics, academics, and leadership in supporting student-athletes that we are confident will continue to thrive and grow in the future. The Pac-12 is home to many of the world's best universities, blah, 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 blah. Surprised and disappointed was the most interesting part there. Uh, it feels like they were blindsided. Like, even Klyovkov, you know, when I spoke with him, like, he didn't seem at all concerned about this. You and I have both been banging the drum for him. I'm impressed with him. Is this a is this a knock on the leadership of the conference that he didn't see this coming? You know, I mean, it, it kind of has to be, but at the same time, you can also yeah, – how many people knew? I mean, nobody, nobody in the Pac-12 outside of USC and UCLA knew. Uh, it's the same thing that happened in the, in the Big 12, right? When you know, Texas and Oklahoma was a complete surprise, right? I mean, my guess is that you could probably count on two hands the number of people that knew this was happening, and those include the Fox TV executives that are the, you know, chess masters behind it all. So, you know, I, I think – you, you certainly, this Klyovkov's got to own this. There's no doubt. But I also think that in some regards, he, you know, he has been dealt a bad hand, right, based on the strategies put in place by his predecessor yeah. that I think are playing. This is the result, uh, not of anything that Klyovkov has done, but the result of policies on the media front that were in place from his predecessor, Larry Scott. Yeah, and I think, it, you know, it, as unfortunate as it is, we can look at, USC and UCLA not being what they once were as part of that equation, but you're right. Larry Scott's TV deals uh, made this uh, a no-brainer for USC and UCLA once the money got involved. Let's go to Stephen, who's in Eugene. He's listening on Fox Sports Eugene. Stephen, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, John? I love your show. Um, I think, honestly, if uh, USC and UCLA are going to go to the Big Ten, then uh, maybe they should all just come together and be like something like the Big Pack or like figure out something and just 
like be the super pack, you know what I mean? Um, I think they're doing it because not only money, obviously, but like recruiting. And uh, if if you know that doesn't work out, then maybe you know Oregon. I know there's a lot more than just Oregon involved, but like maybe Oregon should do like a. It's been talked about in the past, like do like a Notre Dame type of deal, you know. Um, and also, uh, WWSDD. What would Snoop Dogg do? Yeah, what would Snoop Dogg do? I thought about that all day long. Wilner, uh, let me let me ask you this. Um, is there a chance that Klyovkov and the Pac-12 CEO group get together with Kevin Warren and the presidents and chancellors in the Big Ten and go, hey, let's blend these two together? Or it, it feels like if that was on the table, the Big Ten would have approached long before, you know, it wouldn't be just two schools today. Right. I mean, that doesn't do the Big Ten any good, right? They're the conference in a position of strength. And it's certainly, I don't know that it would do Fox any, any good. And I, I know I keep getting back to that, but Fox is the invisible hand behind this whole thing. And they're doing what, you know, they think is going to generate the best, the best media product for them to broadcast. And then and the most, you know, the value for the conference. Fox owns the Big Ten football, right? They own the Big Ten network. Yeah. They, uh, the Big Ten success is Fox's, Fox's success and vice versa. So they're going to do what, what Fox thinks is worthwhile, and Fox doesn't is going to look out west, and they're not going to think that some kind of merger is going to help them. That, that just devalues the, the Big Ten entity as it currently exists. Yeah, and, and I think, is there, like, let's just, let's play, let's spitball here for a second, Wilner. If, if you are the Pac-12, is there a member or two out there in the Big 12 or somewhere else that you're not replacing the divot of L.A., but, you know, is there a move here for George Klyovkov? Is, you know, is there a Notre Dame move? It, something, you know, is there a splashy move out there? There's no splash available. And that's part of the problem that Pac-12 has had is the lack of options. Once, 10 years ago, Oklahoma and Texas, that thing died. There have been no real options for the Pac-12 because of the you know, the paucity of football schools with with brand names and major media markets, right? The western third of the country just doesn't have very many. Um, so I don't know where they would turn, right? I mean, I thought that Houston would be a good addition for, for the Pac-12. But now if you're Houston, why would you go to the Pac-12? But the Big 12, this is the, the strategic flip has taken place, right? 11 months ago, the Big 12 was hurting called the Pac-12 to, we, we, you know, can we merge? Pac-12's like, yeah, we don't need you. Now the Pac-12 needs the Big 12. Yeah. And there's no reason for BYU, Houston, uh, other schools in the Big 12 to jump to the Pac-12. The, the Big 12's in a better position. It's, it's an incredible change of events over the last 11 months. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. Like, you know, I was thinking about it today, and I go, gosh, like the Pac-12 – um, you know, the position they're in now, um, you know, there's no blueprint really for losing these two L.A. schools. But, oh, yeah, look at the Big 12. Like, you know, it wasn't like they didn't matter last year uh, when it came to college football. They just they were playing with, you know, one arm behind their back and watching Texas and Oklahoma go out the door. Now the Pac-12 is in that position. Tony's in Oregon City. Tony, welcome to the conversation. 
Thank you. All I got to say is, wow. I didn't know schools could go in the transfer portal and um, compete for NILs on their part. They all criticized um, players for doing that, and now you got schools doing that. And there's no hypocrisy there. What's going on? Yeah. I think on the other side of it, why not have George put a big, huge conglomerate of schools together on the West Coast? I think we can support ourselves. We were the Pac-10. We thrived. Yes, I know the California schools were there, but we got a group of people. We got a group of fans that just want to do it. And on that final note, gosh, the Rose Bowl has just gone out the window. Yeah, I think the the Rose Bowl was in trouble before this. Wilner, can you stick around for one more? Absolutely. He's got one more in him. I want your phone calls wherever you're listening, 503-417-7575. I want to hear from you if you are in the Bay Area or Washington or Phoenix, Arizona. We got John Wilner here. Pepper him with questions. What is next? What does it mean? I want to ask him coming up what it means for Oregon, Oregon State, like the rivalry there. If, if Oregon, in fact, goes, what happens to Oregon State? What happens to Washington State if Washington goes? But I want your phone calls as well. I got a line open, 503-417-7575. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. 503-417-7575 is the phone number. Wherever you're listening, John Wilner and I are here to answer questions. Wilner broke the news today. Fantastic reporting and work. UCLA and USC gone to the Big Ten Conference. It's official now. They've uh, been voted in. It's been approved by the Big Ten. Wilner and I here to answer your questions. We're going to start in Tacoma, Washington with Paul. Paul, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead. Hey, John. And Mr. Wilner as well. How's, how are you all doing? I have a question. If Fox is driving all this, my question is for you go like this. Is Fox interested in super conferences? How big a super conference would Fox want, and how potentially big could super conferences be? Yeah, how many teams is too many? Let's start with that. We're talking about, you know, is 20 or 22 too many, or what do you think, Wilner? Um, you know, I'm surprised by this. I thought that this step was not going to occur the Big Ten adding two or four teams and getting incrementally bigger. I thought the next step for college football was going to be straight to a 30 or 40 team upper division that would include the Big Ten and the SEC and then the best from the other conferences. But this is an incremental move. uh, And so the question is, are there going to be more incremental moves? Again, it depends on how Fox and ESPN value some of these universities, not just Oregon and Washington, but, you know, Clemson's still out there. Florida State is still out there, right? So there's some a few moves that left potentially to get the Big Ten to, you know, I mean, or North Carolina and Duke, right? Big Ten could get up to 2024, 20, mm-hmm. but I just don't – I don't know if, if, if Fox would see that as the right value play. Yeah, I, I think you're right there that, you know, I'm – you had me at Clemson and Florida State. They're interesting to me. 
they add you know another region of the country too to the to the fox uh to the you know viewing viewing uh portfolio but um Duke and North Carolina in basketball, tremendous power, tremendous brand. Let's go to Beaverton, Oregon. I think Casey's in Beaverton. Casey, go ahead. Hi, John. Thank you for taking my call. Um, first, of course, I'm stunned, and yet at the same time, not all that surprised. Uh, and John Wilner just mentioned what I was going to throw out. Uh, I mentioned this about nine months ago, and I think it's way past due, but it's not too late to get ahead of this. The reality is we are eventually going to have a big Super League. Who knows how Fox and ESPN and whoever else are going to slug it out. But if the rest of the college football world and really college athletics as a whole were smart, they would stop being reactive and be proactive. There's, you know, When you have this Super League of 30 to 40 teams, whatever it is, the rest of the teams are even more cannon fodder than they ever used to be. So it's, it's now's the time to have the same kind of covert operation uh, that doesn't get revealed until it's done, where all of the other teams who are clearly going to be the have-nots band together, have roughly a 100-team uh, still football league, and and actually kick the other teams out, <laughs> reverse this, create what's going to be uh, basically a low-level NIL-funded league where it's going to be more like traditional college sports and college football, let the Super League do their thing, send them off on their own with all their other sports as well. They are now their own league unto themselves. There's going to be a sports uh, broadcaster who's going to want to grab a whole hundred team league that's covering all the sports that are currently in the NC2A. I think that's the only way to go. Otherwise, Reactive is only going to get Pac-10 and all, Pac-12 and all the other leagues uh, further away from any kind of reasonable competition. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Wilner, you have any thoughts on that before I go? I'm not sure who's going to pay for it, right? And yeah. who's going to pay enough to cover your expenses, right? Running a football operation is an expensive deal. And, you know, they could get, I don't know, sure, some streaming service would be willing to, to showcase football games, but that's not going to pay for your product. Yeah, and I also think, um, you know, we knew that there would be a shift. We knew we were amid a shift in major college athletics, but like you, Wilner, I just didn't think it would be the Pac-12 splintering. I thought it would be the Power Fives banding together or maybe four of the Power Fives banding together and taking some leftovers from the ACC or Big 12 or whoever wasn't in that, that alliance. And, oh, by the way, where does this leave the alliance, Wilner? Uh, what's that Agatha Christie one uh, book where the, the corpse gets stabbed like twelve times? Uh, that's kind of, you know, uh, is that Murder on the Orient Express? It might be. So I mean, the alliance is is toast, obviously, right? I mean, the big thing for the alliance was to provide stability, uh, and it did for ten months. Yeah, 10 months of stability, and then chaos followed that. Let's go to Lake Oswego, Oregon. Mike and Lake Oswego, go ahead. I have to admit that this is a painful day, John. And the question I've got to ask is, what what is really going to happen with the University of Oregon? Because you take a look at how much money Phil Knight and group have put into that, order, into that university, and then, then you look on the flip side, you take a look at Corvallis and Oregon State. They're, both, they're building a brand-new stadium. And realistically, they're going to be ended up probably going to the big sky 
the way this thing's going. I cannot see under any scenario the Pac-12 surviving the L.A. schools leaving, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, is there? I don't know if I'm going to go that far because I think we have seen you know, shift upon shift, even if you go back a couple of years in, in college athletics. But, you know, I hear people saying, Wilner, the Pac-12 is dead. Are you willing to go that far? I'm not. Not yet, uh, but I think a lot of it does depend on, on Oregon and, and UC, uh, Oregon and Washington, right? The, the, the Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado, without they don't have any connection, really, uh, without USC and UCLA, because Southern California was so important to them, right? They got a lot of alumni there. They recruit there. They, you know, that that was the the LA schools were the connective tissue that ran through the entire conference. And so, without them, the, those four corner state schools, they're you know they have less reason to be here. I would imagine they're going to look to the Big Twelve and and see if the Big Twelve would take them as a as a quartet potentially, right? And that connective tissue is now so now cut off from the, the northern part of the conference. So if Oregon and Washington were to leave, you know, what you got, Oregon State, Washington State, and the Bay Area schools left. I mean, that's not a conference, right? That is not a conference. Yeah. What happens if Oregon and Washington go? It feels to me like Oregon State and Washington State get left behind. Are they in the equivalent of – the Mountain West at that point, even though we'd call it the Pac-12, or, or what happens to the Pac-12? I mean, it's possible that they join the Mountain West, um, and you know, we can figure that. I think if if Oregon and Washington stay, I could see a merger with the Big Twelve. Without Oregon and Washington, I don't know why the Big Twelve would necessarily need to merge. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. It is. If you're a fan of Oregon, I mean, I'm just being honest. If you're a fan of Oregon State or Washington State right now, I'd be really worried about the future of my football program especially. It's just, you know, that's just the way things roll. Now, I don't know if Oregon and Washington are going to leave, but I do know if they do, that is huge trouble for the other eight. And at least four of those eight could have an escape hatch to the Big 12. Yeah. It feels like that is the big thing. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland. We have Bill in Baltimore calling in. Bill, you're on with John Wilner. Go ahead. John Wilner, the illustrious. Great report, John Wilner. You got him. I have a question for you, sir. This is all about football. This is all about school and the money. What do you think about all the Olympic sports, all the Olympic athletes, student athletes, right, and, you know, uh, it's all this with Maryland leaving the ACC, and you see the Maryland's, you know, field hockey team at BWI Airport flying to Minnesota in the middle of the week, missing three days of school or whatever. So why does UCLA field hockey, you know, they're going to go play Rutgers at Rutgers. It makes no sense for all the side of um, folks basketball student-athletes. These, these schools are getting a ton of money. They're getting more money. There's, quote-unquote, more stability. But it just seems like not only are we distinguishing between super conferences and everybody else in Division One, but we're also distinguishing between the two money makers and everything else as well. Yeah. What do you think? Let's talk Olympic sports, Wilner. Um, what does this do to the Olympic sports in the conference, especially at um, UCLA and USC? Uh, hey, good question, uh, Bill. Thanks. Uh, and I, I should know, I, I've known Bill since I was five years old, so I appreciate the, uh, him hopping <laughs> on. Um, 
but that's, you know, to me, that's part of what is so surprising about this is the demand that is placed on the student athlete, which really now you can't call them student athletes. That, I mean, if they're, you know, if the UCLA tennis team is flying to West Lafayette to play a weekend match, I mean, what, what is, that's a professional team, in my opinion. Uh, that is the real surprising part of it. And that's also why when I first heard the news this morning, I wasn't sure if it was just a football only move or if it was going to be all the sports, because that is such a, you know, a next level commitment uh, for those student athletes. And, and look, we're moving towards an era where they are professional, semi-professional. And I think that this is just more evidence of that. It's, it's really, that is, I mean, it's worse than for the demands on the student athlete. It's worse than a West Virginia tennis player having to go to Norman, Oklahoma. Right. I mean, (laughs) the frequent flyer miles are going to be outrageous. Yeah, when you look at the map, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's take one more, if you don't mind, uh, take sticking around for one more question here. Uh, on line two, I believe we have Pat, who has called in. Uh, Pat, you're on McLaughlin Boulevard. Thank you for being specific about where you are. Where, what's the traffic like on McLaughlin Boulevard, Pat? It, uh, not bad. Uh, uh, heading south. Okay. Now, your question for John Wilner. Go ahead. Well, this is what I think, you guys. I mean, Oregon, Oregon, Washington, and I think Stanford because it's such an incredible program. I mean, it's such a incredible school. And then Cal because all the TVs are in that area. I mean, they got to go to the Big Ten. I mean, I. But what what's going to happen to Oregon State? Are, are they are they Mountain West bound? And, and Washington yeah. State has done such a great job over the years. I mean, boy, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, and it, you know we have kind of touched on this at different points, Wilner. But is there anything Oregon State, Washington State can do right now, or do they have to sit tight and just hope that George Klyovkov or the university, the Pac-12 CEO group, puts its arms around Oregon and Washington and holds this thing together? They've got to hope and pray. I mean, you know, look, certainly there's some state politics that would have to play out, right? Uh, and I would imagine that they need to be working those angles for, for sure, right? What Salem and Olympia and putting pressure on Washington and Oregon to stay. I don't know if that can, I don't know if that would, would help or would ultimately change something, but that's what you need to do. I mean, they are kind of in helpless situations as are, you know, the Arizona schools, Cal Stanford and, and, and Colorado and Utah even. I mean, is everybody, there... is, everybody is helpless kind of waiting now for Oregon Washington. Is there a chance that the UC Regents get involved on the UCLA front? Could they block this? You know, at this point, you'd have to think that they the UCLA has cleared that hurdle. But I always thought that that was going to be pretty significant, that they wouldn't let UCLA leave um, because of what it would do to Cal, a sister school. But apparently that's not as big a deal as, as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I can't believe at this point that it, something would come up that they haven't already cleared, but you never know. I mean, in realignment, right, it's, you never say never uh, until it's done and even sometimes after it's done. Uh, and so I guess we'll see. All right. More to come, Wilner. I'm sure you're going to have more tomorrow on this front. I appreciate you giving us so much of your time today. Thank you, man. Oh, anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, there's John Wilner. You can read him at uh, the San Jose Mercury News. Follow him on Twitter, at Wilner Hotline. 
Uh, some parting thoughts coming up. So much to dissect. This has been a terrific show. We've been all over it. So many calls from around the country, New York and Baltimore and Arizona and the Bay Area and Seattle and Tacoma and Olympia and right there on McLaughlin Boulevard uh, here in our state. But uh, I really appreciate everybody who's called in. We'll finish it off. We'll take it home. Still some lines open at 503-417-7575. More to come. This is not done. This will be a developing story. We will have more tomorrow as well. Leave it here. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. I think, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the Pac-12. I want to drill down in this last segment about Oregon and Oregon State specifically because they've got different motivations, different equations, different calculus in front of them. If you are the Oregon Ducks, you don't want to be left behind. You don't want to stay in a second-rate conference. You don't. You want in the SEC. You want in the Big Ten Conference if you're Oregon. And, it, you know, if you're Oregon State, you're just you're hoping that Washington and Oregon stay in the Pac-12 and and that you can draft a little bit on on what is going on in the Pac-12 conference. I got to tell you, like the parts of college football that I used to love, the way that it was different from professional athletics, the way that it felt more I maybe I was naive, but it felt more wholesome. I felt more deeply connected to the athletes. I used to say, you know, people ask me, what's your favorite sport? And I would specify it was college football or college basketball because it was different than the NBA and it was different than the NFL. And I find myself today uh, turned off by what I'm seeing in college athletics and the essence of college football that used to make it so attractive. I think I'm not alone in feeling this way. Um, If the Big Ten Conference really is going to court Washington and Oregon, I think there's some logic, you know, like I have brought up Stanford on a couple of occasions. If I'm the Big Ten, Big Ten might go after Stanford before it goes after Oregon. i got to be honest with you. Like, Oregon's a brand. Stanford's a TV market. And if Fox is driving the bus on this one, I won't be surprised if Oregon is overlooked by the Big Ten conference. But I also think Phil Knight, He's got the checkbook out. He's going to buy the Blazers. Why? Legacy play, right? Wants to buy the Blazers, keep them in Portland. You think Phil Knight's going to sit back and let the Pac-12 conference uh, turn into the Mountain West and leave Oregon in it? I don't think so. I think he'll try to buy his way into the Big Ten or buy his way into the SEC. So if you're an Oregon fan, that's what's going on right now. I think Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, and Michael Schill, the president at Oregon, are probably – in contact today with each other, in contact with the Pac-12, and probably in a lot of contact with Phil Knight. Really disappointing. Oregon State's in a tough spot because their first move here isn't a proactive move. Their first move is to sit back and hope. Hope that the Pac-12 holds it together. Hope that Washington and Oregon stay in the conference. I think Washington State's in the same boat. It's really disappointing. It is a betrayal. USC and UCLA. You can, you can rationalize it by saying, hey, there's more money. It's a shifting landscape. We're talking about 120 years of history in the Pac-12 conference. 
that will essentially disintegrate in 2024 when the Rose Bowl and the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum no longer become regular destinations for Pac-12 teams. Throw out the history. Throw out the geography as well. The closest road trip for USC and UCLA when they join the Big Ten will be Nebraska, 1,500 miles away. The longest road trip in the Pac-12, well, it's probably the trip to Seattle or Pullman or maybe to Boulder, Colorado. Longest road trip is 1,100 miles. So good luck with the travel. The money I get. But what of the loyalty and the tradition of the Pac-12 conference? Maybe I'm a fool for believing that it meant something. Maybe I'm a fool for believing that when USC and UCLA put up those conference championship banners or they showed up to media day and said how important it was to win the Pac-12, maybe it was just lip service. Maybe I'm just naive. It's Pollyanna. Maybe I don't, I'm not with this world, uh, you know, and again, I, I, the, the transfer portal and name image likeness, We've criticized kids for jumping in the transfer portal, and we've criticized kids for taking six- and seven-figure deals, and we've gone, well, we understand it, but you know, we've lost the innocence of college football. Meanwhile, the USC athletic department jumped in the portal itself and signed an NIL deal with the Big Ten Conference to receive uh, media money from Fox that, that, that dwarfs anything that the – They've seen before, and same for UCLA. They've jumped in the portal as well. The entire athletic department. Don't cry me a river if you are in the Pac-12 conference saying, you know, these athletes are jumping around. The teams are jumping around. The programs, the university presidents are jumping around, jumping in the portal. It's really sad stuff. We're going to have more on this tomorrow. This is not done. Tomorrow is going to be a big day for Oregon and Oregon State in particular and Washington and Washington State. In the Pacific Northwest, this is huge. Tomorrow is big. So I want you here for tomorrow's show, 3 to 6 p.m., and I want you to leave it right here uh, where the station you're listening to has the best coverage. Grab a podcast and leave it locked in. The Bald Face Truth is out.